Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Today we interview Dr. Reverend Lou Sheldon, the founder of Traditional Values Coalition, will give us the history of the moral majority and how he stood up to Jimmy Carter back in the day. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a history-making interview to promote and remember the legacy of Reverend Lou Sheldon, who is one of the original founders of what became the moral majority movement of the 70s and 80s, uh, in the Carter years, and the Reagan years. And I wanna welcome to the program, he's still alive, he's still with us, 85 years old, Reverend Lou Sheldon, welcome to the program, sir. Thank you very much, and I'm honored to be here with you. And I, I absolutely remember 100% that day at the White House, when we, a group of us came to protect you for what they were trying to destroy. Well, thank you. You stood with me when I was a Navy chaplain, praying in Jesus' name outside the White House, and we changed the law because you helped organize the Traditional Values Coalition, and many other groups also helped. But uh, remind us, what was or what is the Traditional Values Coalition, and why did you found that? I just knew that a couple peep squeeps of statements pro you and pro what you were standing for would not be enough. We had to tackle this thing like it was a, a, a giant movement <coughs> trying to destroy the freedom of religion in America. Well, thank you. Uh, bring us back to the early days. You are a graduate of Princeton Seminary and you've pastored churches and then you got involved in politics. Absolutely, because public affairs is a crucial um, step, and you've gotta watch where you step and how you step and why you do it. It's a crucial step in the freedom of religion that, I, that my grandparents decided that that's what they wanted, so they came to America. And then and at our, my graduation program, after having had a number of professors say, well, we weren't sure about the virgin birth, it sounds more like Christmas fantasy, the song, and then a couple other excuses. So when my time came to go to the podium for my graduation papers, I said to the board, I believe it would be wise if you would seriously consider changing the name of this school. And they looked at me and said, why? Because so many of the people weren't sure of the resurrection they weren't sure of the full deity of Jesus Christ. And it goes on and on from that. And so I said, why don't you change it to Princeton Theological Cemetery, not <laughs> seminary. And I tell you, I thought the roof was gonna come down on me, but that was all right. Those things didn't bother me because I knew that I was right in all the biblical principles of Christianity. 
Well, thank you for standing up for the Bible. And you were a very conservative pastor for so many years. How did you meet your wife, Beverly? Beverly uh, was from a small town just south of East Lansing, Michigan. And um, we, we, would, we would all meet at InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. And what we would do is we didn't go off in pairs, but we just were a group. And so I got to meet Beverly under many circumstances and her talent and her Christian commitment. And so when it is, I decided I wanted to go to Princeton for seminary, not realizing that it really was half dead to begin with, um, she said, you know what, I'd love to be there and help you write your papers. <laughs> and so I said, but will you live with me and be my wife? She said, yes, I'll marry you, Lou, I love you. Oh. And we were sitting in the back of a car going to an InterVarsity Christian Fellowship meeting in uh, uh, downtown uh, Detroit. And she gave me a nice big kiss. Well, then that's what started the love romance thing. Well, that we've is been so wonderful. bonded yeah. together. Absolutely 100%. We've never gone to bed with any kind of disagreement or wrath between us. It's been a marvelous marriage. I wanna ask you about the Traditional Values Coalition. How did that start and uh, why did you start to do voter guides? Well, it all started because Beverly said, dear, she said, honey, why don't we print something of actually how they voted? And I tell you, that was such a revelation to me. You know, I would uh, that lifted me from where I needed to be to where I could be. And so we, we were able to make it possible. I came to Washington. I got to know the leadership, and especially Newt Gingrich. <laughs> Newt became a very good friend. And he asked me one time if I would come and bring a five-minute devotional and orientation of the moral and social issues that we were so concerned about. Yes. And so that day that I came, a lady now who is the leader of the Democrats who control the uh, House um, Congressional Committee um, came up front and started to interrupt my five minutes. I'm sitting, I'm, I'm speaking and standing at the podium with the President of the United States and other leading people in the House of Representatives, Senate and House. And then, then another gentleman from New York City. And finally, Newt jumps up and calls the, what we called the security gang, where they came right out to old Nancy Pelosi and told her to cut it out. I'm not going to say the word shut up because I didn't hear him say that, but I did hear wow. him say, you wow. must stop this disturbance to the speaker of the, because the gift of speaking at the House of Representatives is so honorable, you don't want to make it a mud scene. I think you're so right. That's how that started. Reverend Lou, we need I to take a short a break. Let's take a commercial break and I'll have more with a story about Jimmy Carter and how Reverend Lou stood up to him. And uh, you're gonna love this. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. How is your marriage doing? 
I want to tell you about an exciting new four-part video DVD Bible study series on God's plan for marriage. In this video series, we team up with marriage and family ministry expert, Vince Dacchioli. There are a lot of things that get in the way of our ability to have a healthy marriage. But the way God intended it, He always wanted us to see His view of our relationship together. So everything we do when we talk about marriage or whether we're talking to men or whether we're talking to pastors and leaders, it all centers around this idea of vision. It's very important that we understand who God is and our relationship with Him is right in order for us to be able to live out really and truly Ephesians. And that also informs our role as men, how to love our wives. We can't really exactly. love them unless we understand the love of God. Exactly. So if you just think about love, you, we tend to think that love is an emotion. It's more uh, something that I feel, whereas the true definition of love, the way Jesus intended it, is, is not just an emotion, but it's, it's, a, it's charity, it's what I do. You know, to the degree that I am able to see my wife or my spouse through his eyes, that determines everything in my relationship. Yeah. And we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You wanna have this important four-part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll-free prayer line at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org you too can have a godly marriage. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. I even demanded my own misdemeanor court-martial. And finally, Congress agreed with me and reversed the bad Navy policy. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign that petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Please visit PrayInJesusName.org and sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Reverend Lou Sheldon, the founder of Traditional Values Coalition. Reverend Lou, you got your start in politics as a, as a pastor, as a Princeton Seminary graduate. You began printing these voter guides and it would tell the world and especially your relationship with Dr. Jerry Falwell, with uh, Reverend Pat Robertson, and the moral majority in the early days was informed by the voter guides which held elected officials accountable to the voters. Uh, remind us again how you started that. Well, we started it exactly how you said, and because Newt was such a friend, he made phone calls for us to help me get the information without having to spend a barrel of money. 
we found a wonderful Christian person there in the Washington area that knew exactly, and he had permission to go in and get re the recording votes of on all the crucial moral and social issues having to do with the gospel and the success of the kingdom of God in America. So you passed along that idea to your friend, Pat Robertson, who started the Christian Coalition. And I remember in the, in the 90s, Ralph Reed was very famous for distributing voter guides. I'm told that in 1976, when Jimmy Carter had just been elected president, that you had a private confrontation with him in the White House. And I wonder if you could tell us that story. Yes, so Carter was elected. So on that day, uh, after he became president, um, he invited me to that special meeting at the White House. And it was in my spirit to say to him, please, President Carter, if you do not make very well known that you are strong in Christian values and bring in people to, to be hired who will support that, then you're going to be defeated. You'll be a one-term president. You must keep your word to us, which was, yes, we will have people who believe as you do, Reverend Lou, and, and, and our founding fathers believed about the kingdom of God and about the power of God when righteousness is exalted. And he looked at me and he said, who in the H do you think you are? <laughs> I said, sir, I don't think about who I am. I only think about what I should be because we all need conversion. We all need to understand what life is about and what is coming after we pass away. He looked at me and said, well, you go think about it and then I'll try to do something. Well, on the heels of that, I was, it was probably um, a week or two later, I got a call from his sister, no, his sister, that's right, his sister. And she said, Reverend Lou, I want you to know, don't you ever try to go to get anything out of the White House because they don't like you, they're afraid of you. Oh my gosh. They looked around and they realized you had a point. We could at least fake it, but now we can't even fake it. We know we have to make sure that we hire somebody in a position, their position's gonna be that that is honoring God and to those that want that that way. And she said that uh, Jimmy Carter took a couple of drinks of whiskey after you confronted oh, him. Oh, she said you so upset him. <laughs> he, he had two solid cocktails just loaded with 100 proof stuff. <laughs> I, I never even heard the word 100 proof until then. So anyhow, we just continued on. And that was sort of the embryonic, undeveloped stage of traditional values, because that's so, what we were asking for. Did you, did you support Ronald Reagan when he was running for president? Absolutely. You know, Reagan was our governor first. And prior to that, he was a noted um, Hollywood star. And somehow or other, he took an interest in me. He was a strong, he, he was at that time a strong Christian. 
And that had to do with definitely what led him to run for governor and win. And so from that standpoint, Ronald Reagan and I were very good friends, and we continued on until he ran for president. I remember how that happened. And then I remember the campaign night with Ronald Reagan. Uh, it was actually here in Hollywood uh, that, uh, you know, he appeared on the, on the stage with his wife, you know, that he had won the president and he was able to beat Carter. Well, that must have been a very exciting evening. And of course, the next eight years changed world history when Ronald Reagan helped defeat communism and uh, ultimately established the pro-life movement as a central core tenet of the Republican Party. Let's take another short break. When we come back, I'll ask Reverend Lou Sheldon about his friendship with Pat Robertson and Jerry Falwell after this. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Reading today's headlines, doesn't it seem sometimes like the world is unreal? We hear about rumors of wars and we see legislative and cultural battles here in America. But where is our hope? I think it's in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're offering now a, a DVD series led by family ministry leader Vince Dacchioli, Real Christianity in an Unreal World. It behooves us to really understand what does it mean to be relevant as a Christian and to be real and to spread the gospel in a way to where more and more people will, be in, will embrace it and move yeah. in the right direction. We can send you the entire DVD series, which is three-part teaching with Vince and a bonus of my personal testimony for a suggested donation of just $30 if you call now at 866-Obey-God or write to the address on your screen or visit PrayInJesusName.org. We wanna rush you this important teaching to ground your faith in real Christianity. How can you discern the thoughts in your own mind from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or from angels or from invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps and you've seen us on this show talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. How can you discern the thoughts that come to you how do you know to learn to hear the voice of God and discern that from the demonic voice which tempts us to sin? Well, this is an important skill and it will change your ministry. It'll change your life, which is why we've created a 17-part video Bible study on a four-disc DVD set that we would like to send to you and your church and your family and your small group. This important Bible study series goes through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How did Jesus discern the spirits? How did the Apostle Paul discern the spirits? What does the Old Testament say about demons and the Holy Spirit and angels? We're offering a discount today while supplies last. It used to be $99. Now it's just a suggested donation of $50. You get the entire four disc set and you learn how to discern the Holy Spirit, angels, and demons. Every mention in the Bible. Call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website or write to the address on your screen. You can learn to discern the spirits. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Reverend Lou Sheldon, who is the founder of Traditional Values Coalition. Reverend Lou, I wanna ask you about your relationship with 
the, the founder and chancellor of Regent University where I attended, uh, you had some involvement in the beginning of Regent University in Virginia. Yes, uh, because of Melody Land Christian Center Church, uh, Pat R Robertson came regularly to be a speaker in the summer seminars that they had there. And that introduced me because I was supposed to host him and take care of him and things like that. So that relationship developed. And it was very clear how he wanted me to begin very much so um, developing a movement, he called it. And I had never really thought about these things that I had been doing and that they could become part of the movement. Well, that's exactly what happened. And so I was very close to him, to Pat Robertson, through all this. And, and when then, he founded CBN University, which became Regent University, you were one of the first employees of that school. I was the only employee. <laughs> I had to find the librarian who really understood what books to buy and what books not to waste money on. And then I had to buy, I mean, I had to find the right person to manage the students that would be uh, invited to come and sit and listen to them. And uh, dear Jerry Falwell, he and I were very good friends, very good friends. And of course he founded Liberty University and began what many refer to as the moral majority, which helped hold elected officials accountable. Uh, tell me about Jerry Falwell. Well, J Jerry was the same way. He came to a neighboring church right here in Anaheim, California. And uh, the pastor there was a good friend of mine. So he invited me to sit on the uh, platform with Jerry. And Jerry turned around one time while he was there for this evangelistic uh, meeting and asked me to come forward and share some of the things we were doing. So that kind of gave us a bonding. Now his family honored his respect for my ministry thrust and I became good friends with them. And so for many years, we, we, we were so happy with what was happening in Virginia under Jerry Falwell at that university. And the day that somebody gave him over a hundred and some thousand dollars to pay the debt of, that had occurred in the property, that was, that was a real, real, real winger, should I call it. I mean, yeah. it was tremendous. You know, I'd never heard of that kind of money being given from one group to another one. So, so that's how Jerry, and then, you know, what I was really honored was when Jerry, by the grace of God, was taken into heaven. News networks, I can remember the day they called, and when I come in immediately and give them my opinion of Jerry Falwell. Wow. And I was so honored to do that. And that's why, you know, the son took church and another son, I think, took the ministry about that of law. And I'm yes. hoping and praying that my grandson will go to that school and become a Christian legal attorney. So Reverend Lou, I'm told also that uh, because you are building a, a international coalition with African-American pastors who supported Clarence Thomas when he became the Supreme Court Justice, that you were uh, despised by racists. In fact, uh, they accused you of, of 
supporting Clarence Thomas a little bit too much. Can you talk about that? Well, what, what happened what was very clear that we had to make a stand. And the stand was that the gospel does work. And it works that those that come to it with an open heart and a clear mind. And so in, in, in that particular issue of this particular issue of racial thing, I was in my neighborhood given a neighbor a nickname, and it was the best end lover west of the Mississippi. Oh my gosh. And, th and, and, and that didn't bother me. They, they were trying to make me look silly. And all that, I mean, that was true. And, and so the African-Americans from that portion of here where we live in California came to Washington. Over 300 of them came and they netted together. The security people at that building, uh, which was a Senate building for senators, when we walked in humming, a mighty God is our fortress. Oh boy. Those guys didn't know what to say. They weren't told we were coming, and they didn't dare turn, make us turn around and go out. But we, we, but we worked our way up to the room where Clarence Thomas received, and he was so thankful. Would you, would you take a moment and say a prayer for our audience? Would you give us your blessing? Oh, I would love to. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name we come to you that name that has been given to us above all names. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, for the Word of God, the Word of God that is written without error or anything negative, but it is to be received, it is to be obeyed. And we pray for those that are standing in the middle ground, that they will make the decision that they want to be Christ-like, that they want to read the Scriptures and take the full step of following the word of God and the blessings shall come. That's the promise. In Jesus' name, we pray for our audience, our people, their families and their children. In Jesus' name. And we pray for the university in Virginia there. In Jesus' name, that they will raise up many. God bless, amen. Amen, amen. Our guest has been Reverend Lou Sheldon, founder of the Traditional Values Coalition and a mentor to many. He's influenced my life and stood for me because he stands for Jesus. And I wanna thank you, Reverend Lou, for coming on the program. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer today, or if you just prayed with that man on television, call us at 866-Obey-God toll-free number 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. We'll see you next time. I'm Dr. Chaps, I have two exciting announcements. For those of you who found us maybe one day a week, did you know we're on five days a week with in-depth analysis and Christian news reporting and we pray the news. Where else are you gonna see that? Here's the exciting news. We're now on Apple TV. We're on five days a week on this exciting new streaming platform, Apple TV. Maybe you've already found us on Roku or Amazon Fire, but Apple TV, look for PIJN News in the spirituality category. And here's my other breaking news. Did you know we're also on podcast? Well, what's a podcast? Well, you can listen to us five days a week on 
audio, maybe when you're working out at the gym or driving in your car, you can watch the video on your smartphone. Visit iTunes and look for PIJN News. We're also on 10 on-demand platforms. Visit PrayInJesusName.org to find them all. And did I mention it's absolutely free? Other people charge a fee, but ours is free. Subscribe today to PIJN News. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.